Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laura. Jelly Roll Morton, recorded for General Records towards the very end of his very short life, 1939. I think Jelly at the time was 48 years old and pretty much down on his luck. He was having a lot of trouble getting gigs at that point. He was ill. But Don't You Leave Me Here was one of his classic tunes, actually a tune called Alabama Bound. And we're here on American Grooves Radio Hour, and we're exploring some of the wonderful music and stories of one of the jazz originals, Mr. Jelly Roll Morton. 
Now, here is another version of that tune made 20 years before by Charlie Johnson and his orchestra in Chicago with a very young Jabbo Smith, I believe, on trumpet. And then we're going to have Jelly, in his own words, tell you about the origins of that song.
down on the Gulf Coast in 1904. I missed going to the St. Louis Exposition to get in a piano contest, which was won by Alfred Wilson of New Orleans. I was very much disgusted because I thought I should have gone. I thought Tony Jackson was going to be there, and of course that kind of frightened me. But I knew I could have taken uh, Alfred Wilson. So then I decided that I would uh, travel about different little spots. Of course, I was down in Biloxi, Mississippi during the time. I used to often frequent the, the flat top, which was nothing but an old hunky-tunk, where nothing but the blues were played. There was fellas around playing the blues like Brocky Johnny, Skinny Head Pete, Old Florida Sam, and Tricky Sam and that bunch. Why did they play? Why they just played just ordinary blues, the real low-down blues, hunky-tunk blues, well, for instance, uh, Brock and Johnny used to say, uh, sing a tune, something like this. The title was, uh, All You Gals Better Get Out and Walk Because He's Gonna Start His Dirty Talk. <laughs> That's it was. So you happened to truck down to uh, Mobile. At that time, I was supposed to be a very good pool player. And I could slip upon a lot of people playing pool. Because I played piano and they thought I devoted all my time to the piano. So we got an Alabama bound and the frequent saying was, any place that you were going, why, you were supposed to be bound for that place. So in fact, we was Alabama bound. When I got there, I wrote this tune called Alabama Bound. It goes this way. I'm Alabama bound. Alabama bound If you like me Sweet baby You gotta leave This town When that rooster crows When I hadn't ran around If you want my love, sweet babe, you got to run me down. She said, don't you leave me here. Don't leave me here. But sweet papa, if you just must go, Leave a dime for beer. I said, sweet mama, babe. Sweet mama, babe. If you must stay, I'll be gone for days. General Morton telling stories, playing music for Alan Lomax 
a very enlightened set of recordings that Alan did. I believe it was 1938, a very young Alan Lomax. I got to know Alan a bit towards the end of his life. We never really spoke about the Morton recordings, but I was so honored to just be in the man's presence. We did some work with his film collection at the time. Oh, this would have been in the around 1995, like that. Anyway, that's another story. He sat Jelly Roll down for a series of recordings where Jelly told stories, played songs, gave the origins of songs. And this is at the time when Jelly was trying to tell the world that he was the originator of jazz music. And he had been bragging about that in Harlem in 1931, 32, where he lived when his career was taking a nosedive. And all the older, all the younger musicians at the time just kind of tolerated him. But you know, when Bill Russell and other scholars did their deep research on Jelly Roll Morton, they found that a lot of the stories he told were absolutely true. And I'm not a scholar. I'm a lover of this music, and I have all kinds of bits of information, so I don't really want to get into exactly why they were true, but they were just not tall stories. Jelly could talk a good line and was a gifted talker and storyteller, but it wasn't all fiction, folks. Now, just like uh, Don't You Leave Me Here, Alabama Bound, really the same song, Jelly did this quite a bit. He renamed songs, re-recorded them, maybe even re-copyrighted them. Um, he was prolific in the 20s, recording, playing, and all that. Now, here he is with the great trumpeter. The man was about six foot seven, and his name was Johnny Dunn. He was a trumpet player, one of the first black trumpet players to make a series of records on Columbia around 1923-24 before he went over to England where he made a great success in the late 20s. Here he is in 1927 with Jelly Roll Morton on piano and offering a song that he calls Ham and Eggs. But Ham and Eggs was actually his composition Big Foot Ham that Jelly had recorded as a piano solo three or four years early on the Jeanette label. So we're going to hear both. First Johnny Dunn and then Jelly's own version of Ham and Eggs, Bigfoot Ham. Thank you. 
Bigfoot Ham, a stomp composed by Jelly Roll Morton, played on the piano. And if you heard, uh, I hopefully you did, the prior recording, Ham and Eggs, the same song, what a sound. It truly gives you the feeling of a New Orleans marching band, a New Orleans brass band, which is so much at the root of what Jelly Roll Morton was putting into his compositions. All those influences of New Orleans music, you know, the Spanish tinge, which was a oft-repeated reference that Morton made to the influences of Spanish music on early jazz. And he was correct about that. And we'll play a few examples of Morton's Spanish tinge idea a little bit later in the broadcast. Now, here is one of Morton's classic Red Hot Peppers recordings that he made on Victor Records in 1927. 
Jelly Roll Morton and his Red Hot Peppers, Grandpa's Spells. Can't you vision an old man putting his hand to his head and falling to the ground? Grandpa's Spells, which he also recorded on a... Who's that knocking at my door? Who's that? Hey, it's Jim. Oh, my Lord. Jim. Look at this. How did you find my studio? Well, you know, look, I've been looking for this place just to tell you how important I think the show is, man. And I wanted to see where it's done, man. I wanted to see it for physically, you know, what the hell is going on. You must have had the FBI on my trail. No, no, no. Man, I know where you live. Ah. (laughs) Folks, this is one of my dear friends and, and the father... Pop, Papa Lee of one of the great <laughs> musical dynasties of the Hamptons. Oh, this is jump. Jimmy Lawler from uh, Mama Lee, Rose, and Friends. As I said, this is Papa Lee and uh, his great band, one of my absolute favorites out here. How you doing, Jimmy? Good. And I just want to remind people, I worked for you years ago in the effort to collect film oh, and, and, and uh, the 78s. And I, it was just in a, at the time, I didn't realize what it was going to come to. But now you're showing people where our music came from. <laughs> well, so many you. different countries, so many different, uh, you know, influences. And that's what Americans have to remember, I think. Oh, is well, that we, yeah, I I'm, I'm kind of remember that. I think I sent you in a did, truck down to Alabama did you to pick me? up a truckload of nitrate film that could have exploded. Oh, we was, were young and silly oh, back no, then. No, huh? no. I said, sure, let's go. <laughs> That's right. But anyway, hey, Jimmy, yeah. so uh, I know that you're, you're planning a blue show uh, at LTV. We're trying to get that together because the one was successful that we did for Black History Month yeah, last February. Yeah, yeah great. So, great. And Lee did a great, she wrote dissertations on each of the blues women. Oh, you man. know, yeah, it was very nice, very well done, and the band was excellent. I couldn't play because I had had an operation, but uh, we got a, a great drummer, Don Moffat, and Cliff was in the band, Fred, and Al, I mean, uh, Marshall. Uh, Jeff Marshall from Great. Southampton, Indus wow, Base player. Wow. Well, look, folks, we got something to look forward to. I hopefully this winter. I hope so. Jimmy and the We're gang will keep trying. We'll get it together. You need any bass fill? No, oh, you're coming. You're coming, man. <laughs> okay, great. You're, you're on. Okay, so Jimmy, now, is there any artist that you or Lee you yeah, think would like to Lee, hear? Lee is really into uh, Lady Day. Uh, Billy okay. Holiday, if you have something. I think we got something here. I got 15,078 <laughs> in this room that you found. Oh, I think boy. we could find the Billy Holiday. Yeah. Well, Jimmy, thanks for stopping by. And folks, dedicated to Mama Lee, this is Billy Holiday. I can't give you anything but love, baby. Yeah.
baby, that's the only thing I'm plenty of, baby. Scheme a while, dream a while, you sure to find happiness and I Mm-hmm.
Shelly Roll Morton's Mamanita. We're listening to Morton in 1924, recorded solo piano on Jeanette, uh, and significant in more than one way. Uh, Mamanita shows the oft described Spanish tinge, as we discussed earlier, in Morton's playing. And we're going to hear Jelly talk about that in his own words in a minute, but more about Mamanita. Anita Gonzalez was a drop-dead, gorgeous Creole woman, prostitute, working in the Storyville district and Jelly Roll's lifelong muse. He was with her and... you know, records indicate that they were married. Uh, actually, no, records indicate that they were married, but Jelly Roll often listed her as his wife. And um, so their relationship went back to the Storyville days at the turn of the century. And Jelly's very, very sad ending, which had him driving in the winter of 1941 from New York to California. God knows what that trip must have been like for the poor man who was suffering from all kinds of physical ailments that very shortly after he arrived in California wound up ending his life at the age of 50. He went to see Anita. She put him up. She took care of him. She was his muse. There's another tune called Sweet Anita Mine that Jelly Roll wrote about her. And I believe she was married at the time, but Jelly Roll went there and she took care of him in his final days and she inherited all of his belongings, his trunk of memorabilia and his lifelong muse. And and Anita Gonzalez lived, she had children and eventually that trunk not that long ago, turned up in California and a treasure trove of Morton manuscripts and photos and everything turned out to be in that trunk. Anita Gonzalez. Now here's Jelly Roll talking about that Spanish tinge that he used in so much of his music. Of course, you got to have these little tinges of Spanish in it uh, in order to play real good jazz. Uh, jazz has a foundation that must be very prominent, especially with the bass sections, in order to give a great background, uh, plus what's called riffs today, uh, which was known as figures, but figures has, hasn't always been in the dance bands. I'll give you an idea what uh, the, the idea of Spanish there is in the blues. <laughs> I said that maybe the whole tune belonged to me, although my name is on it. It's supposed to be arranged by Mr. Joe Jordan, but these arrangements were made also by myself. As as I before said, maybe you may be able to uh, notice the Spanish tinge, but you must have a powerful background. Uh, For 
furnace of those days, they used La Paloma, was uh, one of the great Spanish tunes. You know, New Orleans was inhabited with maybe every race on the face of the globe. And of course, we had Spanish people, there are plenty of them, and plenty of French people. Of course, I'll, I may demonstrate a little bit of La Paloma uh, to show you that the tinge is really in there. Jelly Martin with Alan Lomax in the late 1930s giving us great detail about the Spanish tinge in New Orleans jazz music. Now here is Jelly playing another one of the tunes that he recorded many times and we explored a little bit earlier his Alabama Bound. This time he calls it Midnight Mama and he was moonlighting on the Vocalion record label right at the time he was doing his Red Hot Pepper sides on Victor. So he went as a pseudonym. The name of the band he used was the Levy Serenaders, and it was different from his Red Hot Peppers, largely. Uh, his New Orleans pal, the great Punch Miller, is playing the cornet on these sides. Uh, there's only two sides. Uh, Zoe Robertson on trombone. Um, Ike Robertson, who played with Morton uh, for quite some time on banjo, and uh, a woman unknown to me, uh, Frances Haverford, I believe her name was on vocals. He calls Alabama Bound here Midnight Mama from 1928, Chicago. <laughs> Thank you. 
Wilton Crawley and his band with Jelly Roll as a sideman on piano, Big Time Woman. Jelly played on lots of people's records. We played a few of them on the previous show. I think we had Lizzie Miles, I Hate a Man Like You with Jelly on Piano. And uh, Crawley was one of the Rudy Toot Toot uh, vaudeville type clarinet player is more of a novelty player than a true jazz man in my opinion or certainly he goes back to the vaudeville ragtime era uh and it was really a guy that he would play three clarinets at once he was more of a showman than a true jazzman but was quite popular at the time and there is jelly with his distinct style on wilton crawley's victor record from 1930 Folks, this is Joe Lauro, and you are listening to the American Grooves Radio Hour, where every Sunday at 4 p.m. and 10 p.m., we play nothing but original shellac 78 recordings from my record collection and from the collections of friends of mine. Everything is direct from the 78 right to the radio show. No CD inter, interstitial media in between. It's all coming to you right from the shellac. And we're here at WLIW FM Southampton over the air at 88.3 and serving Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut. You happen to be driving on Long Island, Mid-Island, Mid-Suffolk County. You could pick us up at 96.9, Western Suffolk specifically. And we're also streaming at WLIW.org backslash radio and on all of your favorite streaming platforms. American Grooves Radio Hour also is podcast. Wherever you get your podcasts, you could pick up some of our archived shows. This is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station, and I am delighted to be here playing these old records for you every week. And this has been uh, part two of a three-part series on one of my favorite all-time jazz musicians, Jelly Roll Morton. Next week, or actually maybe in a few weeks, I have to put the show together, we'll be exploring Jelly's final sad years and also some contemporary influences of Morton. So try to tune in. We will be here.
Jelly Roll Morton, Shreveport, with a trio, just the trio, Jelly on piano, Tommy Bemford on drums, and the great Omar Simeon, who we featured in a show not so long ago, our, clar- our hot clarinet show uh, on clarinet, recorded for Victor Records in 1928. And yet again, folks, our time here at the American Grooves Radio Hour is just about over. I hope you've enjoyed our tribute to Ferdinand Joseph Lamothe better known as Jelly Roll Morton, and we will be back next week right at 4 and 10 o'clock. We're going to leave you with a bit of Jelly's London Blues. Good night, folks. to you weekly on WLIW-FM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats.